Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome back to episode three of Tommy's Corner. Um, I'm Tommy, one of the hosts of the Popcorn Podcast. And today I'm going to be breaking down what I've been watching recently on Letterboxd and also just talking about where I've been, what, what's been going on these last couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, just talking for a little bit. So getting off the bat, I know that we took a little bit in between our episodes. It's been almost two weeks. I know that we posted not this past Saturday, Saturday prior. And today is Thursday. This episode should be coming out today as well. So we are sorry for the break that we took. Uh, scheduling conflicts were coming up. Me and Ryan were both trying to finish our semesters of schooling right now. And yeah, so we were trying to deal with all that stuff. Plus, we were going on a trip together and we weren't able to do the episode while we were on vacation, which I hope you guys can understand. But we are back. So there, this episode will be coming out today. And I think the Iron our review of the Iron Claw should be coming out tomorrow or Saturday. I don't know yet. But we will have two episodes for you guys to make up for the week and a half of no episodes. And um, yeah, so just I, uh, I finished school, finished my semester. I did pretty good. I had about all 90s in my class, except for one. I had an 88. Um, but yeah, I, I think I did pretty well. I think it's probably one of my better semesters of school. And I will not be doing class this upcoming semester of school, not the spring semester, because I am transferring. I'm going to be starting at Los Angeles Film School in September, hopefully, if everything with my military career all pans out the way it looks like it's going to with getting discharged. But yes, um, I will be going to Los Angeles Film School. I will be moving out there and living out there for the next three years. And hopefully at some point, Ryan will also come out there and move out there and we can still work together. But the podcast is not going to stop. I know that that was something me and something I know people would probably think about is that me and him moving across the country, different time zones. It's going to make things a little bit difficult. But no, the, the fan base that we've grown is... So important to me and Ryan that we are so thankful for everything you guys do for us and all the listeners you guys got. Uh, we were just ranked again on the charts again for another month. So again, that means so much to us. And yeah, so this was this was a decision I knew I needed to make because I, I want to get into the industry and this was one of the best ways to do it. They have a very high graduation the job rate. So that, that was a, def- um, a decision that me and my talked about with my family, with my and I the kind of thing about by myself that I want to go out there and move by myself. But I have friends out there that I can talk to and hang out with if I, if I really ever feel sh- too stressed about something. But, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for that. that. That should be in August. I should be moving. And, uh, yeah, so that that's part of it. But I want to let you guys in on some news of what some things that are going to be changing around with our show. Is that something me and Ryan have been talking about? Let me find Ryan's text about it. Because this was Ryan's idea. Ryan, Ryan came up with a good plan for us. Where is he? Here he is. Wait a second. Okay, so we are going to finally start really working on our Patreon. We're going to make it a $1 a month Patreon. Uh, you guys will get episodes a day early, and we'll also do recap episodes. So like when Godzilla vs. Kong 2 comes out, we'll do a recap of the whole MonsterVerse on Patreon, which I think is going to be really good for us. Um, and just want to add some more, like it will be a, a bunch of recap episodes, some more shorter episodes that we'll put out on there. Tommy, I think I'm still going to keep Tommy's corner as episodes on the main account and, but they'll still go up on the Patreon probably a day early. Um, any, and just so you guys know, any money that we make from Patreon, will go into higher camera quality, better microphones. Everything will be production value first and then eventually self-sustainment but first off it's all about getting the equipment better so we can make a better show for everyone that sits here and listens to us talk 
Um, we also, in YouTube, we're going to try and get more into making thumbnails, some more background for our videos. We're going to try and be able to show pictures of scenes from the show or movie we're talking about with the lines of dialogue playing with it. We also thought about maybe trying... We think we're going to try something known as the Popcorn Studios instead of just the Popcorn Podcast. Maybe have a shorts channel uh, and then also have more of a long version of each episode, like a full uncut version, then maybe a cut version of the show. So you don't have to listen to just the rambling me and Ryan do. We'll also be able to play. You'll be able just to hear the important parts. Like if we're doing rankings, you can just hear what we think. Or you don't have to hear me and him going off on our tangents that we like to go on. So yeah, I think we have a lot that we're working on for the future and I'm I'm really excited because I think just by us growing naturally, I think just I don't know if you guys could hear it, my laptop made a weird noise. Um I think just us growing naturally and now like without having to do anything crazy like that. There you go. No thanks. No, I don't need weather updates. Um so I think it's gonna be cool now that we actually have a plan for the future of the episodes and just what's gonna be going on and having some new style of episodes go a little bit higher quality. I think I think it will really help grow our audience, grow our community that we've made with the show. And I'm really excited to see um, see what we can make of it. But enough of me rambling on about the podcast stuff. Let's get into like some movie stuff. So the whole um. So what I've been watching. So as you guys know, we did a Godzilla minus one review. That was our last episode of the show. But before that, I've gotten really into the Hunger Games again. Just I think the Battle of Songbird Snakes made me reignite my love for that franchise and that universe. So I went and reread all the books. Uh, not fully. I took a little bit on Mockingjay just because of school and everything. But I am reading Mockingjay right now. So I went. I saw Battle of Songbirds now four times. I just went and rewatched the entire franchise. Then I watched both Mockingjays again with my sister, who was, re- who was watching them for the first time. I'm watching Catching Fire today again. So I- I've just become like obsessed again with this universe. And it's it's one of the most consistent franchise, like film franchises out there. Like I was talking about how Harry Potter, there's no bad Harry Potter. There's no bad Hunger Games. And I'm not saying it's better than Star Wars because I know that's what people think when I say that. Star Wars' highs are higher than anything. But stars lows are much lower than anything from the Hunger Games. So I think Hunger Games, even Ryan agreed with me yesterday when we were talking about this. Hunger Games is probably a more consistent franchise than Star Wars, but Star Wars has more epic high moments. Like it's probably just the better universe, of course. But I think what Suzanne Collins was able to make with just this crazy concept of having kids fight each other to the death in an arena and then making this love interest storyline, this love triangle, but then also making something so emotional. And I think it works so well. And then the casting, of course, I think Kat, uh, Jennifer Lawrence's Katniss was huge. Having John Hutcherson play Peta and Liam Hemsworth as Gale. Getting Elizabeth Banks play Effie. And I think probably the m- most important castings were either Woody Harrelson and then, oh my God, I want to say Donald Sutherland. I don't want to be wrong though. Yeah, it is. Okay, Donald Sutherland as snow and then of course woody harrelson is hamish i think are my two favorite castings but i also love lenny kravitz as cinna uh stanley tucci as caesar flickerman i think the whole universe was just so well cast it's so well designed it's so unique it's not like any of the other universe a lot of the wide sobins we get is very feels my very much feels like its own thing 
So yeah, I've been going back through and watching them. So I thought I would give you guys my little my little opinion so far. So of course I start off with the first Hunger Games, which is not directed by Hold on. Yeah. Which is not directed by Francis Lawrence, which I think is why it's my least favorite movie of them all. And it also goes so far off from the books that I think it, it hurts the movie a little bit. This one's directed by Gary Ross. This one came out in 2012. I give it three and a half stars, which is not bad. But there's some editing choices I just didn't like. I don't like the quick cuts fighting. It's kind of hard to follow what's going on in certain sequences. And I think that the cave scene in the movies, it's it's like a it's an important scene. It's their first kiss, which is huge to the movie. But, uh, but at the same time, in the books, it's chapters, and they learn that like each kiss, like certain kissing and certain lines that they'll say to each other, get more food and more supplies from for Katniss. So Katniss knows how to play the game at that point, and that's all an act. But we don't really lean into that in the movie. I wish we did a little bit more. So I think it just hurts the movie going so far from the books and not talking enough about how it's an act, but more... Oh, this might be real. When I think the people who are watching the movie and had never read the book don't really understand that yet. So yeah, that's why I think that one kind of suffers the most. But still, don't get me wrong. It's really fun to first get that first movie out of the way. I was really excited. I still really enjoyed the, myself. Uh, oh my God. Like the kid who plays Kato. His name's like Ludwig, isn't it? There's Ludwig Gustafsson? Hunger Games. Excuse me. Nope, that's the Battle Song Merge and Snakes. This one. There we go. Cast. How's this man not the top? Alexander Ludwig. Where did I get Ludwig Gustafsson? Yeah, Alexander Ludwig is Cato is a really good casting. Jack Quaid is Marvel, which most people don't realize is him. Um anyone else I could pretty much talk about. And it's really fun watching Jennifer Lawrence slowly become her own, come into her own. While Josh, Hutch Josh Hutchinson was already a known actor. I mean, a very well-known actor at that point in his career. So I, I was really excited for this, to rewatch them. And I love the first movie. It's just not as good as I remember it being. Then going into the other movie, going into Catching Fire, I rank that as a 5 out of 5. It is my favorite Hunger Games book and movie. I think it's just really well done, really well made. It is so exciting watching that movie, and the book's so good, and you really start to see the love romance between Peter and her, which is really nice, and the action, you see the budget jumped up a lot, and there's just some great sequences throughout that movie, so I, yeah, Catching Fire is amazing. If you haven't seen them in a long time, I really recommend go back and watching all the Hunger Games. They're all very good, and go see the Battle of Songbirds and Snakes in theaters right now. Moving on from Catching Fire, because I don't have much to say, except that's really good. Um... I went and saw Dream Scenario with Nicolas Cage. It was okay. I didn't think it was as good as everyone else said it was. I thought Nicolas Cage was very good. And it was funny, but I didn't think the movie was as good as everyone else was saying. Neither did Ryan, neither did uh, our friend Ian that we go to the movies with all, pretty often. We all thought it kind of just missed the mark a little bit. So I give it a three out of five. I don't know what Ryan gave it. I just know he's around the same score as me. Moving on from that, back into the Hunger Games. Uh, I had Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 1. So I had not watched Part 1 Probably since the first couple times I saw it in theaters when it first came out. Because that one came out in 2014. Yeah, so I was 13 years old. So I always remember, I was like, oh, I don't like it, I don't like it, I don't like it. 
I was wrong. I think Mockingjay Part 1 is really good. I know that people didn't like that he split up. I think it is necessary to split it up. I like the dialogue-driven movie for once. It lets you just show off everyone's acting chops. Julianne, Julianne Moore as a coin. You get to see Katniss. Um, oh, my God. Plutarch. Oh, my God. Why can't I think of anyone's names all of a sudden? Jiminy Crickets. I'm so sorry. <sighs> yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Jiminy Crickets, Plutarch's Heavensby. Yeah. He I mean, getting to watch him act is so much fun. And it was really sad that we lost him and we couldn't he couldn't finish doing all the scenes, which was really sad. But I love watching this movie. It's so heartbreaking. You just want Peter to be okay for Katniss. You want the Katniss to be okay. I think it's just a great Great YEA dystopia movie. And I think it's a really well done movie. I don't think it's as bad as people remember it being. I think people need to go back and give it another shot. Because it is not like the rest of the franchise. It is very much a toned down, slower build up to the epic finale that you're going to get. So I'm a really big fan of it. And I think people should rewatch this. That's why I give four stars out of five. I really enjoyed this movie. And yeah. Going on from that is Catching Mockingjay Part 2. Which I've seen twice, three times now in the last three weeks because I watched it with someone else watching my sister and I watched it by myself this movie's so good this is my this might be my second favorite Hunger Games I really really do love it and spoilers of course I'm going to spoil something so if you don't want any of the Hunger Games movies spoiled for you uh skip ahead like five minutes so yeah Ooh. Mm. Mm. Um, that was A24 sending me a package. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, Mockingjay Part 2. That scene when Phoenix sadly dies is one of the most heartbreaking scenes in, in film. When he yells to her, when he yells Katniss to her, and you see him throw that his spear, and you realize he doesn't have his weapon anymore. It's so heartbreaking. That movie's, and I really think it's a really well-done movie. It's sad watching Josh Peter struggle with his PTSD from the uh, Tracker Jacker Venom. And all that. I just think it's a really well done action movie. It's like a war film. But at the same time, it still gets the emotional parts across that the Hunger Games are so good in, good in using. You still get the scene with Prim, which is heartbreaking. And I, I know people think that it goes by a little too quickly. I think the end is exactly how it felt in the book. It's very quick at the end. But that's how it is. It's not there's not a ton left, but it's skipping over a long period of time. So I really like the last one. I think that twist of if you hadn't read the books and she shoots coin with the arrow i know my sister freaked out she had no idea so i'm i'm a really big fan i was really excited to watch it again and every time i watch it now i like it even more and more so it, it's a battle right now i have it at four stars as well it is battling with the ballad of songbirds and snakes for the second spot because i went and saw that again yesterday with my sister and she loved it i mean she had loved this movie and every time i watch it, i like it more and more I think it's one of the top 10 movies of the year for me. I think it's one of the best young adult dystopian movies ever. I think it's a really good movie. I think every actor is so good in it. It makes me love this world even more. It makes me want more and more from this world. It wants me to watch Francis Lawrence direct more and more. And it makes me really sad that Suzanne Collins does not plan on writing more books in this universe, which is sad. But I think it's one of those movies that actually does a prequel story correctly which I don't think we get very often now. It actually just shows someone becoming bad. 
It doesn't need to be, oh, feel bad for him that he's bad. He's just bad. He's just a bad person. And Rachel Zegler, I think I said this on the Instagram post and in the episode, she just continues to rise in stardom. I know that she said some things that not everyone agreed with, but people say things. She's a young kid. She's the same age as me. And I think she's an incredible talent. I think she's going to continue on that skyrocket to the top. And yeah, I love watching her act. So I'm really excited for whatever she does next. Besides Snow White, not excited. But um, not because of her, just because I don't think Disney live action movies are very good. Um, I think Tom Blythe has... That kid's about to become one of the biggest young actors in Hollywood. I mean, you can already tell that the girls love him. I think he's a really talented actor. I think to take on such an iconic role as President Snow from such an iconic actor as Don Sutherland was such a huge decision for him, and he killed it. He knocked it out of the park. So I, I'm a really big fan of the movie. I think it's still a little bit below Catching Fire for me. But I think this and Mockingjay Part 2 are a lot closer than people think they are. And yeah, I really think everyone needs to go watch the rest of the Hunger Games franchise again. I think they're really good. I think everyone needs to check them out. And yeah, that's that that's pretty much what I mean been watching. But I just want to say one talk about one more movie before we get out of here. And that is The Boy and the Heron. Uh I got to saw Miyazaki's newest film. And I got to see the dub version and the sub version. I just want to give everyone a breakdown of the the boy. I don't know how many of you know the exact cast. Oh my god. Boy in the Heron dub cast. Yeah, so the class the cast included Christian Bale as the dad, Dave Batista as the Parakeet King, Gemma Chan as Natsuko, Willem Dafoe as Noba Pelican, Karen Fukuhara as Lady Himmy, Mark Hamill as the Grand Uncle. Robert Pattinson is the Grey Heron, and Florence Pugh is Kierko. Fantastic, 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 fantastic. They were all very good. And Robert Pattinson is incredible. You have no idea that it's him. I could have went years and then someone could have told me. I thought it was Mark Hamill in the first trailer. But yeah, I think it was another really, really well done film in Miyazaki's filmography. But I do not think it's his best movie. I think it's still below Spirited Away and House Moving Castle, which I really love. Another Christian Bale performance. But yeah, um, I think everyone should go check out both The Hunger Games, The Battle of Songbirds and Snakes, and also go check out The Boy and the Heron. They are both still currently in theaters, to my knowledge. And uh, yeah, that's the end of this episode of this Popcorn Podcast. Make sure to continue liking our podcast, sharing it everywhere you follow our podcast. My Instagram is Tommy underscore Cresta. The show's is the underscore popcorn underscore Cresta. No, underscore podcast. Ryan's is Ferran underscore 12. And yeah, you can follow us on TikTok. Uh, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere. Continue supporting the show. It means a lot to me and Ryan. It makes us want to continue making more episodes and continue putting more and more time and effort into the show. So thank you guys so much for checking out the episode, and we will see you either Friday or Saturday to talk about the Iron Claw, A24's newest film.